Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Devin Leary. This is Carolina Barlow. We are gonna focus on real premium cable television tonight i have never never seen a show sweep the nation like this in since the first season of american idol no i mean there's been (laughs) no no there's been there's been phenomena there's been a lot of phenomena tell me tell me oh i I can only think of a few things mayor of east town oh mayor of east town was not what i was thinking of at all i was thinking of like Real, like, okay, Breaking Bad, you got uh, Lost. Remember Lost, the finale of Lost? Everyone I didn't watch in. either of those live. Okay, you were like a loser hippie. No, I was like, busy having sex and hooking up with guys. <laughs> okay, what else? You got... I was a loser hippie. <laughs> so, so you think you can dance? I was living in a van, <laughs> playing the banjo. Sometimes I think that Carolina based so on your you vibe. So you think you can dance? So you Wait, think you can sometimes dance? You have to be fair that like me assuming that you played a banjo in a van is not that much of a stress stretch based on like your general aesthetic. So I did play a banjo and I actually right. carried it around with me for years until at 27 I finally realized I am not going to play this thing. It's time to sell it to a man in a parking lot, which is what I did. Carolina 27 was not that many years ago. So it feels like it's it. fair for me to assume that that was your vibe. But listen, it doesn't matter. Yes, there's been phenomena. Like, yes. so you think you can dance. Like, so you think you can dance. That was a great show. Jabberwockies. Okay. Uh, Jersey Shore. Pheno- speaking of phenomena. I miss um, it. Jersey Shore. I mean, a highly problematic show when I've done a rewatch. No. <laughs> um, no. Teen Mom. <laughs> 
Okay. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy before the original. Listen, there's been a lot of them, but White Lotus is still good. I won't take that away from it. I think that it's slander to put it in the same category as Teen Mom in terms of phenomenon. It is high art that we are all collecting. Teen Mom was a documentary. By Ken it was a docu series. <laughs> think about it. Us coastal elites. Us. I mean, you were living in a van, but still coastal <laughs> and still elite. Probably a very nice van. And I was never listen, living in a van we, for the record. And, and Teen Mom gives us this window into another world. I remember that. I remember thinking, "Oh, this happens, girls." You know that Teen Mom brought teen pregnancy rates down in this country. I know. I remember my mom saying, "I was watching it once." And my mom was like, this is bad. This is glorifying uh, teen pregnancy. Meanwhile, I'm watching Macy with an eye, like breast pumping while she does her algebra, her pre-algebra homework. And I was like, in what way do you think this is romantic (laughs) to me? Like, I do not want that. Yes, I want a boyfriend. And yes, it looks like that this pregnancy. And yes, condoms are disgusting. (laughs) Yes, it looks like this pregnancy for Macy came as a result of having a boyfriend. Would I like that? Yes, mom. But other than that, no, I don't want to be like having custody battles and exchanging a kid at the laser tag parking lot, you know? Yeah. But, but alas. Okay. So among teen mom, among other things, we have white Lotus. I mean, I cannot argue. I, I want to argue more about what category I believe, um, these shows to be in and how I I don't think white Lotus should be in the same sentence, but that's really besides the point. I want to say something. Episode five of season two, that's a more, which we covered last week is one of the best episodes of TV I've watched in what feels like a very long time. So there was no way six could compare. There was no way. six. Yes, exactly. So we watched six, but Many interesting things are happening in terms of male and female relationship dynamics in season episode six. It's not as shocking as episode five. Spoiler alert, people. You, we're not going to end it by seeing someone's quote unquote nephew fuck their uncle. But we are <laughs> seeing some really fascinating dynamics between Theo James and Aubrey Plaza specifically and Ethan, who is Aubrey's husband. So... Aubrey Plaza. Well, all right. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just say that I, I was disappointed by this episode, but I think it's like Housewives where the reunion, I mean, the finale of Housewives is always like kind of disappointing. And then the reunion is like fucking insane. So I think that's what's happening here. It looks like for Potomac, things are going to stay fucking insane the entire time. It was, on, a, on a show where a speaker on a TV Wait, show, are we where, talking uh, about Potomac? <laughs> let me just say one thing about Potomac. <laughs> on a show where a speaker is brought to a dinner party and placed in the center of the table so that someone can place someone else's Instagram story on a speaker for the group, things can only go up. I feel like this is what they call a bait and switch, where we act like we're about to jump into the White Lotus and Devin <laughs> I takes just had to the say wheel. That. And uh, swerves it towards Potomac. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if we're going to comment on that briefly, I'll just say that I hope everyone caught Matt Rogers on Watch What Happens Live with Candace because he went off on Robin and Giselle. I have to see that. Back to White Lotus. 
We ended episode five with some very steamy glares between Theo James and Aubrey Plaza. Basically, Aubrey Plaza in her face is saying, like, I dare you to fuck me. And Theo James is looking back like, yeah, I probably will. Ethan is watching this happen. And then Ethan is basically so anxious over what is going on with his marriage. The next morning, Ethan and Aubrey have, I'm sorry, Ethan and Harper, his wife, played by Aubrey Plaza, have a conversation that is so male, is so reminiscent of conversations I've had with partners in that you are not getting what you want your partner to say, what could remedy the whole situation, which is Ethan just telling Harper, like, I'm attracted to you. I want to have sex with you. I love you. I mean, like, I, I'm... And is basically her saying, like, do you, I don't think that, like, we're attracted to each other. At least you're not attracted to me. And he's like, I love you. And she's like, that's just clearly not what she wants. And she's like, this is just so depressing. She also says we're too young to be this old, which I love and relate to. But let me just say this now. I fucking hate Ethan. I know. So you much with it. a burning passion. First of all, he keeps saying like, I didn't lie to you. Why don't you believe me? Yes, you did. You did lie. I didn't cheat on you. Yes, you did. You made out with another girl. What the fuck is wrong with you? They're doing like the preview for next week. And it's like, he's like, yeah, the difference between what you did and what I did is like, I didn't actually do anything. Yes, you did. You partied with hookers and you made out with one of them. Okay, so just own the fuck up to it. I'm so sick of him being like, uh, uh, why doesn't she believe me? You're, you're fucking me up. She thinks I did something wrong. You did do something wrong. Well, How about take accountability? Be a man. Be a man. Take accountability. Devin's and then everybody can move on. Fully angry at a fictional character, which I love because, no, because cheating I, is I'm, her... I'm looking at his face and it hurts my body how much I hate him. Like I'm in physical pain. I feel like I feel my joints, like the cartilage between my joints is like lessening because I'm just That's grinding arthritis. my fucking gears. I'm growing arthritis at this point. You have rheumatoid arthritis. I had such a <laughs> light bulb moment um, when we were talking last week about it. And I said, I was so attracted to Ethan and you were like, he's just this distant, unavailable husband who's not giving his wife Mama's anything. Boy. And I realized I was like, oh, my God, these are my that's my Achilles heel when it comes to yeah. men like I, for whatever reason, probably just simply daddy issues, love a guy who's unavailable emotionally and will do what I think is like the worst thing ever, which is stay in a relationship with you, but not be in the relationship. Yep. Been there, bitch. So he's like a ghost. And but wait, also, I will say that. That is interesting because I think what I'm learning in therapy is that my Achilles heel is like a love bombing, overly affectionate person, which also can be a red flag in a different way where then it becomes like, what are they? Why are they being so much like we we need to find a happy medium where someone is just normal? <laughs> I have decided um, we need to find a normal human being, and that might actually be our best bet. So who is that on the show? It's no one. It's Daphne. <laughs> it's Yeah, we need to be with Daphne. And let me tell you, that does sound nice to me. I'm down for that. I want true romance. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I, this episode, I really realized like, oh, Ethan is the villain. And someone on Twitter pointed out that this episode crystallized the differences between male and female jealousy. So Aubrey actually, Harper rather, Harper actually had something to be jealous over, which was Ethan literally admitted to partying with hookers. She found a condom on a couch. He told her it was his friends. Like, if you think about it in those situations, if you think about it without knowing what happened with hearing that evidence from a boyfriend, it's like, of course he did something. Of course he did yeah. something. There's no way. If I found a condom on my a couch and my boyfriend said he was out partying with hookers with his friend, two hookers, and I had to pretend that like, wait, what? I didn't know any like, OK, I trust you. This is the crazy part, which made me really mad at him when he goes, you should be happy. Like, you should be happy that, like, I didn't do anything. If anything, he's that. And also, like, he's doing that most awful dreaded thing where he's like, "Okay, yes, like I did something insanely fucked up. I partied with hookers. There was a condom. Okay, get over it, though. Like, it's not that it's like, no, no, no. 
she's allowed to be upset about that for many days. She's she's allowed to literally do so much in response to that, that like it's like the fact that he's like okay you're still pissed like okay i partied with hookers i made out with one of them like uh what get over it (laughs) that's what is so heinous to me i'm like like it's interesting though because he's not played by someone like theo james he is played as the guy who is normal so that is why we are even having this problem of like knowing whether to be mad at him or not i mean obviously you're not having I that mean, problem i have been mad at him from day one where she was like oh i don't really want prosecco and he's like babe come on like just have just have the prosecco like try why are you saying daphne's annoying she's nice like right the guy right. Who, the guy who's like don't shit talk her she's nice shut the fuck <laughs> up why? Because you want to make out with her like you make out with hookers? All right, all right. All right. <laughs> I think it's interesting. So then, you know, Theo James obviously, like, tries to, like, grow Harper under the table. And then in this episode, she goes and has a drink with him. This is the crazy thing about Ethan. He does not go with her. So they have a drink. Theo James says he's going to tell, you know, her what really happened. And then Ethan goes swimming in the ocean. When he looks back, he can't find them. For anyone who's listening, we know that he goes up to their room. He tries to break into the room because the door is locked. And again, like if this is she was on the other foot, I think something happened. Like the door is locked. He walks in the door to Theo James's room is open and all of this. I, I do think something happened. I think something happened too. And Aubrey Plaza acts like suddenly really happy. And it's so interesting. It's like, because you needed to feel wanted. You felt crazy that you were not wanted by your husband. And finally, some guy who is a creep wanted to have sex with you and you at your like most vulnerable and abandoned, I'll use that word, is like, fine. Yep. Okay. And so this guy like hooks up with you in your room and it's already been established that like his wife cheats on him. He cheats on his wife. Like that relationship is its own charade or at least like virtually open marriage. And um, you hook up with him in your room and it's like, it is... So interesting because we know from the next com- the com- we know from the trailer for the coming episode that Ethan's going to go off on Theo James and like punch him in the face and choke him underwater. Hmm. But Harper is suddenly happy, and you think about Daphne, who is Megan Fahey's character, who is giving us Emmy worthy acting, and she is. As someone put it on Twitter, everyone's freaking out, but she's the one who's having a baby with her trainer, who is getting a massage by Timothy Chalamet type. She is actually... She's actually living. She's actually living, and it's because she's catching dick from other people besides her husband. And Aubrey Plaza has just done the same thing. And she, one of my favorite points is he was like, why are you happy? Why are you suddenly happy? Which is a psychotic thing to say. And she says, because we're in Italy. And it's like she becomes Daphne for one moment. Yes, you're so right. This is what I need. Like, I actually thought about after watching the episode, I was like, should I try to get on Reddit? But then I was like, I got Carol to break (laughs) down these things for me. Like, Carol will really educate me on this. Speaking of Reddit, though, how I mean, I was amazed at that theory that turned out to be true. Okay, well, I was a little bit like I was a little bit like not disappointed, but I was like, oh, well, Okay, so so 
I guess that's what it, you know what I mean? Like that it wasn't something more surprising. But if you hadn't told me that theory, I would have been like mind blown. But instead, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry for spoiling that for our viewers. But um, here's what I'll say. I, I like to be on the ride, as you know, like if I'm watching something, I'm buying it. When people try to say like, you know, that they like coach the housewives and like the producers like tell either. them to have. I'm like, I don't care. I'm along for the ride. I want to believe that Robin in any natural situation would have brought a portable speaker with her to dinner. That's a normal thing to do for her. That's what I like to believe. That being said, it's a little confusing to me that the guy who owns the Palazzo would really leave the picture of him and Greg out on the dresser when Jennifer Coolidge is staying with him. But maybe he just didn't have time to like get rid of the evidence. That wasn't a problem for me. I, people are so stupid. Um, I do wonder, do you think the hooker that Jennifer Coolidge was hooking up with is hot? No. Oh, that's so funny. I saw him and I was like, Oh, beautiful. And I mean, I can see why he's like attractive, but he was too like cleaned up for me. A lot of these men are like, I feel the same way about the Casa Amor prostitutes. Like he's too <laughs> cleaned up. Casa Amor prostitutes. Well, another episode, I mean, Mike White is so good at foreshadowing. He's really giving us, you know, okay, this is another show that has the phenomenon of White Lotus, which is succession. He's really giving us Jesse Armstrong, uh, type of foreshadowing um, that's the creator of succession when in the first episode jennifer coolidge is having sex with her husband and she somehow is like out of it and he's like like pushes him off and he's like what's wrong with you and she was like i must have been disassociating and she says i was seeing all these faces of men with these very effeminate hairstyles and your eyes were like shark eyes and I don't know if you guys were with us at the party scene where Jennifer Coolidge was in my favorite pink dress, but there were a lot of men with effeminate hairstyles. Okay, that's homophobic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, oh, check Caroline is a Nazi. Um, check yourself. You're homophobic. Okay, um, moving forward. I did um, have a very... I identified with Jennifer Coolidge's character in that she sees... Uh, the really hot guy from Essex having sex with his, again, quote unquote uncle that some people on Twitter believed was his uncle. I was like, you guys, he's not a, his a lot uncle. Of no, I thought that too briefly. I was like, maybe it's incest. I don't know. I think we, we've all, we've all been like inundated. We got Game of Thrones. We got. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, incest is like very much Woody on TV. Allen. It's like, yeah. So it's like, people are just like, oh, so he fucks his uncle. And instead it's like, no, it's a little bit more innocent than that. It's just a prostitute. <laughs> But she sees that the night before the next morning at breakfast, she's sort of just casually telling her assistant, she was like, be careful with him. I don't know if that's his uncle. And, you know, like you remind me a lot of me and and et cetera. And she obviously seems a little suspicious. And then when the host tells her that she's going to be the guest of honor that night, she's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my yeah. God, I totally identify with being like, OK, well, I'm going to set aside some suspicions I may have about right. miss, you know, like shenanigans in the house, because I do want to be number one at this party tonight. Which brings me to Portia and I want to say Jack. Portia is at this point a badly drawn Nickelodeon cartoon. And I am loving 
how much hate she's getting on Twitter for her outfits. Well, I think she's really unlikable. It's almost like I like appreciate Haley Richardson for taking on such a disgustingly unlikable character. She's like the Joker almost. She's like an anti-hero because of how spoiled and annoying she is. That being said, it seems like she might have a heroic moment. Like it we're, seems like she's hoping. my she might be coming through. She thinks she's better than Jennifer Coolidge. And that is what I want her to realize is that she's not. And one of my favorite things is that they're both sort of with wrong men and they don't realize it. And mm. I love and I was thinking about you because um, I think you called attention to this Uh-oh. when she was talking about Albie. I talking to Albie and he was like, it sounds like you just want like a caveman. And she was like, mm. yeah, I kind of do. Cut to Portia and Jack in the streets of Italy while he's yelling drunk and just being like the yeah. most obnoxious person ever. And like his almost chest. like starting a fight with someone. And you're like, yeah, oh, this is what this guy looks like in the long term. Yeah. Because I would be going after this guy like nobody's business. Like I would literally, if he wanted to go to a church and marry me, I would probably say yes. Like I love just like a trashy like char- if you if you're trashy and you're charming done 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 i just think that's so hot and then, is that why you like me that is exactly why i like you oh my god trash and charm is truly like the name of devin's clothing line <laughs> i want true Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, it's also, it's okay, yeah, it's exactly like you said. It's like also that thing of it It sort of starts to fade. It's like, Okay, she they went out the night before he he stole from the place, which is one of those things like that book that we read, The Five Types of People Who Could Ruin Your Life, where it talks about like <laughs> ask yourself Oh yeah, that book we casually read together. That was an interesting <laughs> point in our lives. <laughs> as a as a fun friendship thing. Um no, but like it talks about how like asking yourself you you should ask yourself if most people would do what this person is right, doing. If not, right. it's a red flag. Like would most people steal Aaron Chini's? And then the next day, Jennifer Coolidge is like, but they cost one dollar. It's like, like it, it started. She's starting to be like, wait a second, yeah, what? And then she goes out with him. He gets completely wasted. And it's interesting too because it they have a conversation that touches on the theme of like ignorance is bliss. Where he's like, what's wrong with the world? Like this actually is the best time That's to be so alive true. in history and he's like why aren't you happy look where we are but then like five minutes later he's completely wasted daphne's philosophy yeah like i don't watch the news nancy da silva who came on the show to talk about her like date story she was posting uh she did like a survey asking people what they thought would happen and someone had posted on it saying in season one the murray bartlett character died the the guy who was the concierge of the hotel right and and he was like murdered it was like it was like his murder was symbolic of the theme of the show it was like he was murdered it was a classism thing like he was murdered by the guest who kept like yes. being so you know what I he mean? he was fired and he was murdered and in the beginning there was a newly hired woman and she's pregnant and ends up having a baby so life and death is a is equated to employment in the first season so what? who do you think would be the most them- thematic person to die in this season? It's so interesting that you ask. Nori Reed, who's a comedian on Twitter, brought up what she thought was one of the thesis statements, which is one of the... Okay, this was another thing where I was like, I thought I knew what was going to happen. It wasn't at, at all. Which is when Michael Imperioli, um, Albie, and the grandfather all go to their, you know, relatives in Sicily. And it ends up being these three women who do not want them there. And Mm -hmm. as someone put on Twitter, this was so indicative of men who think they can behave however they want and return Mm -hmm. home and need a woman's embrace. Like they want a woman's Mm -hmm. embrace. And all these women are like, and we don't want you here. And the best part was one of the women says, what, what do we need men for? We don't need men. Yeah, that's so interesting because I truly felt like that whole sequence was so pointless. Like I was like, who cares about this? So I and now I understand. Thought I I predicted that they were going to go there and find out that their great grandfather or whatever had been like ostracized in the town for being like a predator. Oh, that's interesting. But in fact, they go there expecting this homecoming and they get like women who are living happily by themselves who do not need them. And it's like, oh, yeah, you want to go out and do whatever 
you know, you do, and then you want to come home and be welcomed. You know, mm-hmm. you want your cake and eat it too. Michael Imperioli is hooking up with hookers in Italy, but he doesn't want his wife to be mad at him. Right. So she said that because of that, she thinks that the men who cheat are going to die. So she thinks <gasps> like Jennifer Coolidge's husband, Theo, uh, Theo James, and I'm forgetting who else. Wait a second. And okay. Jack. I'm sorry. And Jack. So that is an interesting. Who, who's Jack? The prostitute guy? Yeah. So it also brings to mind the fact that what was introduced in the first episode was that there was a woman who cut off her husband's head like in like. For cheating. For cheating. So what is that going to be looking like? But also here's my question too. With Lucia, it feels like. Oof scary so i okay but scary but i also kind of think like is she plotting something because it's like they're at the hotel and this guy is like lucia lucia and she goes and talks to him then suddenly they're being followed i almost was like did she plan this like this is the only thing this is i was positive she planned it the only reason i now am thinking maybe she didn't is because of the last scene with her and alby where they're watching the ocean together watching the sunset probably not the ocean (laughs) you know when you go sit and look at ocean with your boyfriend and um i would by the way i wouldn't have had a romantic moment there i'd be like i'm cold my shorts are wet (laughs) like oh why is it gross is there is that a bug like i used to pretend with a boyfriend that every moment like that he was going to propose to me so like the first week we were together he was like let's go on a walk on the lake and i was like okay (laughs) all right you want to go on a walk in the lake all right Good thing I have a manicure. <laughs> and she says in Italian, which he cannot speak, I wish all men were like you. You're so nice. Right. And so it's like there is something possibly to that. All signs. And I, I did think either she's very good at like being a puppeteer or um, it was real when the guy came and she was like, I'm going to go with him. It's OK. No, no, no. It's OK. Like, to me, that spoke to a woman who really wanted to de-escalate a situation. Mm-hmm. Or she's incredible and, like, Machiavellian, which is totally possible. So I do not know. It's so funny because everyone on Twitter is like, do not kill Jennifer Coolidge. Do not kill Portia. I mean, sorry, do not kill Lucia or her friend. And I tr- I will be upset if Jennifer Coolidge dies. I don't think she will, though. I actually won't be. Y- you what? <laughs> I said I actually won't be I'm kind of over it like I'm like okay, okay people are she, saying this and it's really upsetting me oh we're over she's it funny she's funny but I'm like okay I get it like I, I'm down for like a new type of funny no, person no 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 I I am not okay with this attitude because she came season one it's all we talked about is you know Jennifer Coolidge on the boat scene she gave us everything and now she's continuing to give us everything and we are acting as if we've seen enough who are we? This is the problem with America is that we just discard people after they're not shiny this and new is, anymore. And she's still giving. This an- is why. <laughs> Carolina looks so bad. I'm saying this is why. <laughs> this is why we had teen mom and then we had 16 and pregnant and then we had teen mom OG. 
This is why. Everyone needs like the stakes to be ramped up constantly. Why can't we just say she's killed it? She is the one who brings us to the White Lotus. We need to see her again. I know. It's also interesting. I'm like, why would it be called the White Lotus in Sicily? Like the lotuses have nothing to do with Italy. But again, I'm not trying to be nitpicky fact checker of the show. Anyway. On Dumois, which, by the way, hasn't been totally reliable recently, but on Dumois, they did say that the next season takes place in Japan. And if it does take place in Japan, I will literally sell my eggs to get there. My eggs. My eggs. I don't know how many I have. Sorry. I don't know how many I have. Sorry. I really got to freeze those puppies. I know. I think about doing that, too. I think about doing it, but it's a pain in the ass. It's like, I don't even well, have time you have to, to work. eat healthy. You have to, well, that's okay. I can eat healthy for a week. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can eat I can eat healthy in for a one a week. I It's more just like shots and being bloated. I'm like, and hormonal, no, you're hormonal that. for a week. I'm like, I don't think you understand when I'm in a bad mood, how, how south things go. How south? You want to see south? You want to see body, bodies floating in the water? Just then, then give me hormones for a week. One of my greatest sources of resentment is the fact that I was handed birth control that was called Quasense, and it gave me four <laughs> periods a year and it made me into an absolute psychopath. And my doctor didn't tell me, hey, by the way, you might be a little depressed. I was homicidal i was suicidal and i was taking (laughs) pills every day that were making me that way and i had no idea why well i am sorry to hear that and now i understand why you have used the pullout method all through adulthood hey listen i don't want any teen moms out there i don't want any teenagers listening (laughs) to this podcast ending up with a baby but let's just say that i'm without child Never been pregnant. And after all this time, I also, it was so funny. I, I like used a condom like a while ago. Last time, like I think nice. I had sex. I know. Nice. I was like, what is this? Ew. Brag. And I was like, okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> Wait, why did you use that? Like, just like might as well. I think I was ovulating. I had a little tracker oh, okay. on my phone and I was like, might as well put this thing on and then i was like this is one of the old bags on it's just like so gross yeah it's gross yeah anyway well i wonder if albie and lucia use condoms they definitely do not okay they don't and so he's basically like think about that his dad definitely didn't mr old time did not Mr. Old Fashioned. You think Mr. Old Fashioned is using his, is throwing a bag on there? Hell no. So that's him. So then he's had unprotected sex with the same person who's had unprotected sex with his son. All right. So it's not that much of a stretch to think that there's also incest happening. Lucia is collecting these men like Pokemon cards. She is, I'm so jealous of this actress. Like she got to hook up with all of these actors and then just live it up. She's and also, she's the hottest person alive. Probably that I've ever seen in my life. Her and her little outfits with her, like, little haircut, I can't. No, I know. And she and has, like, tits made from God. Someone someone posted, 
a meme that was like a picture of her haircut and it was like don't please to PSA to all women out there don't, don't think do that it. you can pull off this haircut you cannot because we can't it's a good warning one of the things I love about her too which I, I hope to take on is the lack of guilt she feels when she sees yeah. Michael Imperioli there's no shame like she's just doing what she's doing like it, it's really liberating in a way she's just like hi what did you think of Valentina and Mia, their romantic? I thought the actress who played Valentina gave us some best acting of the season when she finds out that her crush has a boyfriend. I know that was it so was heartbreaking. truly heartbreaking. Her lip quivers and we all know that feeling. Um, and I was really happy for her in that she got to hook up with the piano player and again, foreshadowing, there's a painting, you know, when the random inserts they have on the show, there's a painting of a woman holding a swan, like in an, the embrace of a swan. And then we see Portia's friend, I'm sorry, Lucia's prostitute friend, I'm forgetting her name, embracing Valentina and she's wearing white feathers. And it's yeah. like this beautiful sex scene. And also Valentina has never been with a woman. The actress who played Valentina said that she like cried and hugged my white after because she was saying like, you've taught me so much about human humans. And oh she God, said there was a deleted scene where she, where she talks about how she was married to a man once and it was bad. And she said she created this backstory for herself where she was in an abusive marriage. And she basically said, it means so much for people to get to be who they are. Ah, wait, you're going to make me I know. cry, too. I know. So I, I thought that was really great. And as someone said, uh, like Murray Bartlett in the last season hooks up with Lucas Gage in the office. And like there are some rules where people get to um that that we're repeating so like the gay you know uh receptionist the gay uh, concierge at the hotel is going to have gay sex on premise another mm. thing which i thought was so interesting in the trailer for next season is we see um Portia, the assistant in bed with jack the essex boy and she's trying to get out of his embrace while they're cuddling which is exactly what happened last season with jake lacy and what's her name his wife who realizes it was a mistake to marry him alexandra jadario another okay, person to... whose body was created by a military to distract us from a rigged election i have to rewatch season one i feel okay i have um watched half of it recently and it's great it's great it's, it's nowhere near as nowhere good as near this. We were, yeah, we didn't even know so good. this one is another level. And I, I've gotten so much out of what you said, which it's all about is ignorance bliss. Yeah. And it's interesting because also season two of my unorthodox life on Netflix just came out and it's also better than season one. So I'm just saying season twos can often be better than season ones. And we really hope that season three of our podcast is better than season one for those listeners are we is this season three <laughs> yes i believe so the funniest <laughs> okay. thing is that Devin and i used to edit our episodes like crazy we were like staying up making sure that we didn't say anything bad that we didn't hurt anyone's feelings that we used to date now you guys we're handing these episodes out like 
We're making flapjacks in the back of a Waffle yeah, we're House. Like, we're, I'm sure it's fine. Meanwhile, we're like saying family, deep family secrets. <laughs> Meanwhile, also, I'm like, like, so I've never had sex with a condom before. Maybe once in the past 10 years. <laughs> and guess what? It works and I'm not pregnant. So what big so birth control doesn't tell you is that you don't need to do shit in that area. And like, if you just accidentally get you pregnant, want. office advice, name your kid Carolina. And also Macy. With an eye. Macy with an I is an icon and I feel for her. What was her son's name? It was something classic. Jaden or something. Anyway. Until I cannot wait to discuss the finale. I'm scared. I'm legitimately I'm scared, scared too. I've been scared watching these episodes. Like when Jennifer Coolidge is walking around that fucking mansion, I am scared. But also it sucks. Okay. Can everyone take a moment and like feel bad for me? I know I'm the youngest child and I always think I'm like the victim of everything. But I won't. I just moved into a new apartment and my new couch isn't going to come in time for the finale. You have to find a home. No, I'll, I'll find a place to watch it, but it'll be sad that I, I can't like celebrate my new home by like watching Blessing it. Blessing it. Yeah. So listen, like people go through a lot, including me. That's so true. And I think we're all thinking of Devin right now and keeping her in our thoughts. Please pray. Just pray. Thank you. That's all I ask. Thank you. Until then. I love you, Devin. Love you, Carol. Romance, it's so romantic. Love me, baby. Don't leave me hanging. I want true romance. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.